Good morning, Four Oaks Church. It is Pastor Paul on the mic this morning. It is Monday morning, May 16th, 2022. We call these times Monday through Friday where we're grabbing 10 or 15 minutes in the Word of God. This season, we're calling them Romans Rewind. We've been preaching through the book of Romans on Sunday mornings at Four Oaks Killarn. There's obviously so much uh, rich, deep, broad, high material, theological depths, the Mount Everest of theological peaks in Romans 9. Don't have time on a Sunday in a sermon to get into every crevice and nuance. And so we take these these 10 or 15 minutes um, to, to run concurrently with those sermons, to unpack things that maybe we didn't get a chance to explore in depth. And as always, um, as a reminder, um, you can email questions, paul.gilbert at fouroakschurch.com. Some of you have definitely taken the opportunity to do that. And this week um, is, a, is a significant week in that we are going to be drawing our Romans Rewind devotionals to a close until we pick them back up again at the end of the summer. And so we're about to make a transition in our preaching over the next couple of weeks to our summer series so we'll be hitting pause on this, but I thought we would use this week um, as our as our last times together to to really review what's happening here in Romans nine, and to sort of bring all of Paul's thoughts um, and and arguments to a definitive sort of conclusion. And and one of the things that we've said um, over and over again. Um, in this series, and we said it again yesterday, is that God does not exist in parts, um, meaning um, he's not, we, we, we think of someone as, um, or, or attributes, for example, love and grace and mercy and um, righteousness. We, we, we think about um, how all of us as humans hold hold those attributes in different sorts of weights, depending upon our background and personalities and those sorts of things, but not with God. God is not 10% all of those things and put them together and they make God. He is 100% all of those things. And this is particularly important to understand as it relates to the argument that Paul is making for why God um, is not unjust, why God, um, God's word has not failed, why um, his, his, his not saving everyone, although he could, he does have the power to do so, why that's not, why that's not inconsistent with God's character. And, one, and l l let's read the passage again from yesterday, the first part of this to sort of Focus in here for a minute. So Paul says in Romans 9, verse 19, You will say to me then, why does he still find fault? For who can resist his will? But who are you, O man, to answer back to God? Will what is molded say to its molder, why have you made me like this? Has the potter no right over the clay to make out of the same lump one vessel for honorable use and another for dishonorable use? What if God, desiring to show his wrath and to make known his power, has endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction in order to make known the riches of his glory for vessels of mercy, which he has prepared beforehand for glory. 
And so one of the things that, and again, this is as close, I think, as Paul gets in the entire New Testament. I think it's as close as we actually get in the Bible to getting a peek behind the scenes um, for sort of what's happening behind the curtain as part of God's secret providential counsels in terms of why he doesn't save someone. First of all, Paul says, everything God does, okay, and this is important to remember, is for his glory and for the good of his people, his covenantal people. And John Piper talks about this idea that God is the greatest reality in the history of the universe. And that for God to not display all of his attributes to us, his people, um, would be unloving of God. So because God is 100% mercy, grace, forgiveness, wrath, righteousness, justice, holiness, all of those things, he doesn't exist in parts, then um, we don't fully see um, magnify, glorify, enjoy God for who he is until he reveals all of himself to us. And so it's understanding that idea that gives us uh, a sense of what Paul's getting at here. And verse 23, I think, is the key verse really to this whole chapter. When he says, this is the bottom line, why God is in do is doing all this why he's having mercy on whom he has mercy why he hardens whom he hardens um verse 22 and 23 god desiring to show his wrath and to make known his power has endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction in order in other words god doesn't immediately destroy all the wicked okay because he wants to take that opportunity to display his glory and power and wrath and might in the punishment of sin. For what purpose? Look at verse 23. In order to make known the riches of his glory for vessels of mercy, which he has prepared beforehand for glory. In other words, in order that for this reason, God wants to make known the riches of his glory to us his vessels of mercy. So everything God does in redemption in his sovereign eternal degrees is to bring him glory and to reveal that glory and that character to us who are his vessels of mercy. And by seeing his just punishment of sin, then we are seeing the fullness of God um, displayed to us. Okay. Now, with that being said, okay, that God does not exist in parts, this does not mean that God chooses to display all aspects of his being and glory in the same way at the same time, okay? And let me give you an example of this, okay? So this is um, Exodus 34. God, uh, Moses, God has just made the new com Ten Commandments for Moses to take back down to the people. And this is what the Lord, this is what God says in verse uh, six of chapter 34 in Exodus. The Lord passed before him, meaning Moses, and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a merciful and gracious, I'm sorry, let's start that over. The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger, 
and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, but will who by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. All right, so we see the totality here of God being displayed, right, and proclaimed to Moses that he's a God of iniquity, he's a God who forgives, he's a God of love and faithfulness, but he's also a God who punishes the guilty, who doesn't let sin go unpunished, who pours out his righteous anger. But yet, if we have to say, what is God's disposition towards us, his people, even as he wants to show us, right, um, his, his glory, his righteousness and punishing sin, his disposition to his people is always one inclined toward mercy. And the, in the, in the way, and where we get that here is that he says, first of all, the Lord is slow to anger, but abounding in steadfast love. It, it's a contrast that's being drawn there. He's, God is not quick. Okay. God is not quick on the trigger. God is, God is deliberate and purposeful. He's not eager, right? To, to always in the same way, display his wrath, but he's always eager with his people to show mercy. And of course, um, that makes sense because when we go back to Romans 9, what we see here is that although God wants to display his wrath and his mercy, there is always, there is the sense in which everything he is doing by his grace and mercy for his people trumps it dominates, it leads, okay? It's the dominant accent of how God is expressing himself. So we think, what does James say? Mercy triumphs over judgment. And of course, that's the way it has to be for us, his people, because if, because if his judgment triumphed over his mercy, we would have no hope. But because of the gospel, here we have God displaying both his wrath and his mercy um, towards uh, wrath towards his son and mercy towards us, all in the service, right, of saving a people. God could have wiped us all out, but instead he's eager to show mercy to those who know him. And, th and that's just a great encouragement in this, right? Um, that, that for all God is doing in redemption, just know as a child of God, someone trusting in Jesus, God is always eager and has a posture towards you of mercy and grace because of Jesus, even as he's revealing himself um, in the fullness of all his attributes otherwise. Okay, that was our deep dive this morning. We're going to pick this back up tomorrow, Tuesday. Hope you join us for this last week for a while of Romans Rewind. Let's pray. Lord, lest we're tempted to think that your justice and mercy are competing um, and waging a war in our hearts, they find their ultimate satisfaction and resolution in the cross. And so, Lord, we thank you for being slow to anger and abounding in love, even as you're revealing all of yourself to us. Lord, we ask, uh, we thank you for this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks, everybody. See you later.